Today, we are remembering Martha Jean Lambert and her story. Martha was born on March 26, 1973. She was the youngest of three children. Her mother's name was Margaret and her dad was Howard. She had two older brothers, David and Raymond. Martha was happy and friendly, yet she was a little shy, so she only had a few really close friends. I read that even though she was shy, she could be feisty in certain situations. People said she enjoyed school, but her grades did struggle. Having worked in the school system before, I have seen firsthand how home life can affect a child's performance, even when they're smart and enjoy going to school. I would guess that when things were rough at home, her grades would show that. I wish I could say that she had a great home life that was full of joy, but it wasn't. Martha's father was an alcoholic, and neighbors said that they could often hear yelling coming from the home. Now, I'm not judging her dad. Alcohol can take control of some people. It's simply a fact in this case. Neighbors also said that she appeared dirty. Her clothes were often dirty at times. It was said that Martha and her brothers spent time in and out of foster care, and that her brothers had even run away once or twice to get away from their home life. When Martha was in the care of her parents, she did enjoy spending time at the homes of her friends. Just because her home life was hard does not mean that she wasn't loved, so please don't think that. Even though there was fighting in the house, primarily from her father, it was said that Martha still had a good relationship with her mother and brothers. On November 27, 1985, Martha was 12 and in the 7th grade. She and her family lived in St. Augustine, Florida. The Thanksgiving holidays were here. The next day was actually Thanksgiving Day, and they had plans to go to her grandmother's house. It's hard to know the details of that day, as everyone has a different story, and everyone's stories seem to change. Even what Martha was wearing was reported differently. The Charlie Project said that she was last seen in a two-piece bathing suit, but her missing persons bulletins from newspapers said a sundress. This is a little detail, but every detail matters in missing persons cases. Even the smallest one can make or break a case. These little inconsistencies are one of the factors that probably kept this case unsolved for so long, and depending on who you talk to, it's still unsolved. I already told you what she was last seen wearing, so let's talk about where Martha was last seen. If you read the missing persons bulletins from the newspapers, she was last seen at or near her family home on Keir Lane Road in St. Augustine, Florida on the evening of November 27th. One article said that she had spent time at a friend's house after school until about 7.30 when she left to go home, but she never made it home. The next story we have was that she was with her mother at a social gathering at a neighbor's house. Maybe this was the friend's home, but it sounds like two different stories and two different locations. She apparently was at this gathering and told her mother that she needed to run over there and would be back in a minute. This over there was reported as either unknown or her own home, possibly to ask her dad when dinner would be ready. This seems to be the story that's reported the most as to where she was that night. After she did whatever it was, whether it was at her house or somewhere else, she was supposed to go back to the party, but she never made it there. In 2009, there's a video of a conversation between police and David, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. And it says something about having dinner. One of David's original stories was that him and her had dinner and then she left the house and wouldn't tell him where she was going and that it was none of his business. And then she walked out and never saw her again. His second story was that he last saw her getting into a black vehicle, which police never found. Some neighbors did report saying that they saw Martha walking along Carolyn Road near the family home sometime that evening. Some neighbors also reported seeing an unknown green van in the area, which 
also police never found. The times of these sightings are not clear, so I don't know if they were earlier after school or later in the night around the 7 8 o'clock time frame. Martha's mother, Margaret, said she waited at the party and realized Martha had been gone for a long time, so she went home to check on her. When she got there, David was laughing almost hysterically. He would never tell her what was so funny. She said this is something that has always troubled her. So to clarify, Martha was either at a friend's house and went missing on her way home, or she was with her mother at a social event, left there, went somewhere or home, and went missing either on her way there or on her way back. Or, as her brother said, she walked out into the night, never to be seen again. See what I mean when I say it gets confusing and hard for police to trace her movements? Martha's family and neighbors searched the area, but found no signs of her. Martha's mother reported her missing in the early hours of November 28th after not being able to find her. I'm not sure if this is true, because I only saw it in one source, but that source said that it took a couple days for St. John's County Sheriff's Office to send out officers. If this is true, I don't know if it was because that old 48-hour rule or if the holidays played a factor into it. Either way, if it's true, that's very troubling. Whenever they did get there, they talked to the family and neighbors. Like the family, they searched the roads and the woods around the house, but they found nothing. According to Margaret, the sheriff's office really thought from the very beginning that this was a runaway case and that they handled it as such. In this case, I can see why home life was rocky at times and there was already a family history of running away. There were no signs of foul play that they could find, so... They really didn't have many other theories to go on. Martha's mother was adamant that she didn't run away and that she's voiced this over the years. She's publicly voiced her disapproval of the St. John's County Sheriff's Office and how they've handled Martha's case from the very beginning. The Sheriff's Office did think that even if she was a runaway, that she met foul play. There just were no signs of it. Margaret believed that Martha was abducted, but police, again, couldn't prove this anyway. They did, however, think that her brother... David knew more than what she was letting on. This is something that surprisingly both Margaret and the sheriff's office agreed on. The sheriff's office wasn't sure what David might know, but Margaret believed he saw or knew who took Martha and was just too scared to say anything. Martha's case went cold and it went cold fast. That was until 2009. Martha's brother David made a confession to detectives that he accidentally killed Martha the night that she went missing. But this actually wasn't the first time he confessed. In 2000, David had gotten in trouble for writing bad checks, he told the officers, and I quote, I need to get this off my chest. I'm responsible for my sister's death, end quote. He told the officers that he buried her in a shallow grave near the Kakina mine known as the Pits on Holmes Boulevard. This is about a mile or less from the family home. Police looked, but nobody was found. The DA said that without a body or any other evidence that could prove his statement was true, no charges would be brought about. Now back to 2009, his second confession. Detectives had decided to take a fresh look at Martha's case and started re-interviewing everyone that was still alive. By this time, her dad was dead and probably some of the neighbors were passed away. They talked to David on more than one occasion. I think it was three times. And on the fourth time, he had an interview with detectives. And this time his mother was in the room. This was taped. It is available online. Apparently all the other interviews were recorded as well, but they're just not publicly posted. The one that's posted is about an hour long. You see David talking with officers and then off screen is his mother, but you can hear her. So here's what David told the police and his mother. Him and Martha had gone to the Florida Memorial College site. It's a place that they had often gone to hang out and play. According to this story, after he and Martha ate dinner, 
their dad got upset over something and they left to get away from him. David said that he had a $20 bill and Martha and him started fighting over it. She slapped him or hit him in the face and he reacted by pushing her away. She lost her footing and before he could grab her, she fell backwards, hitting her head on a pipe or some kind of piece of metal that was sticking out of the ground. Her head was gushing blood and he knew right away what had happened. He said he screamed for help, but no one came. So he then buried her in a shallow grave that he dug. He then went home. It's hard to know why the kids were at the college for sure. I read that they had gone to a store and then went there after. I watched the interview online and it was kind of hard to follow the details regarding the store. It sounds like, according to detectives, the kids had gone to the store earlier in the day and it just kind of got mixed into the story of the evening and her disappearance. Again, it's kind of hard to follow that part. Margaret was adamant that Martha was at the gathering with her and that the last thing she said to her was that she was going to check on something and would be back in five minutes. So I don't know where the story of the store comes in. Detectives believed that David was telling the truth, that he killed Martha by accident and was just too scared to say anything for fear of getting in trouble or worse, harmed himself. He told them that he didn't tell his parents or anyone else because he feared if they knew the truth, they would kill him. As for Martha's body... If she was buried in the area, they feel like she might never be found because the place has been excavated and remodeled over the years. Her bones have possibly been crushed or moved to a different location by the machines. Police searched the area but found nothing. Because of David's age at the time of Martha's disappearance and the fact that the statute of limitations on manslaughter had run out, David would not be charged with a crime. Detectives believed the case was closed, though officially Martha is still listed as a missing persons. If her body was to be found someday, the case might or might not change. But for now, police say it is solved and that David did it. However, just a short time later, David recanted his statement and said that he didn't do it and that he doesn't know what happened to Martha or where she is. He believes that she is alive somewhere. Margaret also doesn't think David did it, even though in the video you can hear her saying that she believes him, but she just needed time to process it. She is now saying that the detectives just want the case closed so they will say whatever they want. She believes that someone kidnapped Martha that night and that maybe David knows who or saw something and he's still just too scared to say anything. So like I said, depending on who you ask, this case is solved. Detectives say it's solved. The family says it's not. Now I have questions and I know others have the same questions because I saw them all over the internet. When and how did they get the time to go to the college if she was at this gathering with her mom or at a friend's house? Were there any witnesses that saw her at that social gathering that night? If she wasn't with her mother, why was her mother so adamant that she was? This was the winter time, which means that it usually got dark earlier and Martha was scared of the dark. So why would she go to this site with David? The kids just decided to go and fight over money. Did David lure her there? Did she follow him there? Where did this money come from? And if David is telling the truth, where's all the blood evidence? It would have been on him. It would have been on his clothes. And it surely would have been at this site. I don't know what happened to Martha, nor do I know if his confession is true or not. Sadly, whether the confession is or isn't true, Martha is still gone and most likely not alive. If she is out there somewhere, I hope that she'll reach out to her family. If not, may she rest in peace. So everyone, that is the disappearance of Martha Jean Lambert. May her memory live on. Thank you for listening, and I will be back in two weeks to remember someone else. Until then, please share your thoughts and opinions on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find us across all platforms at Before Amber Pod. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating as it really does help. That's all for today. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Later. All sources are listed in our show notes. 
Some of the sources include abcnews.com, newspapers.com, thecharlieproject.org, the Florida Times Union, and the Doe Network.org. Thanks again. Later.